0: With the mania that hit the street with a brand new beat! Come with us. When you a
1: star.
0: come and remember the magic. Rad dudes and dudettes, welcome to 90s Disney, your podcast all about Disney in the 90s. I'm your host, AJ Minotti, and I am joined as always by my brothers, Mike Minotti. Oh hello, Mr. Adj Guy Sir. What will your pleasure be? A Chris Minotti. I don't have anything witty to say.
1: <laughs> uh- I don't know if I get, I don't know if I can call that witty what I said, embarrassing. Yeah, it was mis- clever. It
0: was, oh, it, was it was It was something, it was something. first time you ever offered to do something nice for me. <laughs> yeah. It was not a sincere gesture, it's more like the thing from the movie. Oh, I see what you did. Welcome to the second episode of our show. Oh my gosh, we did it. We're even on time. Number two now. That's a series now. Yeah, right? One more and that's what we call a winning streak. <laughs> uh... Last month we did our first episode on the 25th anniversary of uh, Walt Disney World Resort. Man, thank you to our er, who are now our earliest fans and listeners. You can That's say right. you were there when, and we yeah. very much appreciate everyone who check out the show. Yeah. It, it means a lot. Tell uh, your friends. It was it was honestly for not being on iTunes yet, which was a whole thing that is resolved now. Yeah. Uh, a good response, I think, for yeah, our first episode. So yeah. again, we we really appreciate it. We're in our building up a backlog phase right now. Yeah. So. Before we go real hard in the yeah. Once we, you know, we once we start going doing tonight show and all things to promote the exactly, show. Exactly, exactly. Then you know we're, we're hosting private events and inside of a ride or something one day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're doing our second episode, and Mike, what is our topic this month? Well, this month we are talking about Aladdin for the Sega Genesis,
1: and a bunch of weird tangents that will come from it. But uh, yeah. Very, very Aladdin-focused. Focused. And you yeah. thought we were going to talk about the movie. Yeah. Yeah, slightly inspired because we had the live-action version just a little bit ago, and... Uh, I thought, well, we can't talk about that. And then I thought just doing an episode on Aladdin was, like, so obvious. But right, sure. sure. It's been done. For people who don't know, my, my day job is a video game uh, journalist, so I work with video games a lot, so this is something up my alley. I'm excited. We, so,
0: we've also been podcasting about video games for going on 12 yes, years. Yes, that's true. We, we do a lot <laughs> of video games stuff. Yeah,
1: that could be the game right here. But if anybody has any questions or comments about... Uh, the episode you're about to hear, or our previous episode on the 25th anniversary, or just anything. If you have any like shows you maybe want us to consider, you can uh, email us at 90sDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. That's 90S Podcast, or DisneyPodcast at there gmail.com. 90sDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. That's
0: pretty
1: good. That's Close pretty enough. good. And then uh, yeah. we're our, our, our on our Twitter, too. Uh
0: We'll throw that out there later, but that's just 90s Disney. 90s Disney show. 90s Disney show. I wanted 90s Disney. Some guy's been squatting on it. Like, you tried to try, get it, right? Since t- I messaged him. Strangely, he didn't respond. Yeah, he hasn't <laughs> tweeted since 2011. So. Right? What are you going to do? Uh, but as always, check out uh, 90sDisney.com to find links to the show, to our social media, and everywhere you can subscribe to the show and tell your friends. In the meantime, let's kick it off to the year 1993 Mike paint a picture 1993
1: a beautiful time Jurassic Park is the number one movie in the world and it might still be <laughs> pretty big deal right I feel like you need to do that Wayne's World
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, Bill Clinton is just starting his first term if you can believe uh, that the 90s. I will always love you by Whitney Houston is the number one song and uh, some of the big notable video game releases are Doom, Myst, and Mega Man X. Now, Mega Man X is, is just a great game. Doom and Myst, I think, is this kind of interesting paradigm shift that's happening in video games. Well, it's,
0: all three of those games feel so different, it's hard to believe they are the same here. Yeah, yeah right.
1: I mean do miss a very PC focus Which is This is when PC is having It's kind of like First big well, It, was, game it games. was the
0: CD-ROM This yeah. was definitely One of those games I remember watching You play a lot And I had no, no idea, role, idea what, what I was doing Yeah, this <laughs> yeah I <missed. laughs> 1993 So it would be 19 No Nine, I could do math. Nine years later, when I finally beat it, (laughs) it seems like it should have been more time. That's like a typical time frame for you to beat a game. Oh,
1: there it is. Mm -hmm. So, you notice I said 1993. Now, what's interesting
0: about that? Uh, Aladdin did not come out in 1993,
1: (laughs) Mike. Aladdin the movie came out in 1992. Man, spoilers. uh, Yeah, right? (laughs) So a little info on that. That's Ron Clemens and John Musker. The same guys who did uh, A Little Mermaid and then would later do... uh,
0: Tangled, right? No. Hercules? uh, No, Hercules and uh, Princess and the Frog and uh, a little movie called Atlantis. No, no, no. They they didn't do do Treasure Planet. I
1: think Atlantis is the uh, Beauty and the Beast duo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm mixing myself up tonight. Treasure Planet was their their Golden Child, the one they wanted to do. I have have to think of all the Parade Floats and Princess and the Frog. That's that's all their movies. (laughs) Uh, Music by Alan Macon and Howard
1: Ashman. Now, actually, this was like their. Idea, especially Ashman. I think Ashman was the one who pitched this movie. Mm-hmm. They kind of had some goodwill after uh, *Little Mermaid* was a giant hit. Uh, but uh, he actually died in '91, uh, tragically. Howard Ashman. The movie's dedicated to him. It's, it, that's an interesting story of itself. Just uh, the whole Howard Ashman thing, if you ever want to look that up. Tim Rice came in and did the rest of the lyrics, notably for um, A Whole New World. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. yeah, I was just going to ask, so how many songs did Ashman... I think he did everything but A Whole New World, and then he okay. did that Proud of Your Boys song that wasn't That was it. cut, oh, yes.
0: yeah. was on the Blu-rays a few years back. And it's on the Broadway the version, American.
1: yeah. So this uh, big movie that year uh, made over $217 million domestically. So, and I'm kind of curious, like, what, what do we think of Aladdin the Animated Movie? How do we oh, rate
0: that one? Aladdin was so, well, Aladdin was great, especially for us. And, I mean, we never had this problem, but, you know, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, they're, they're princess movies. Aladdin was kind of the first, quote-unquote, boy movie. Yeah. If we wanna, Even though you know, know, it still had a princess and romance and all that stuff, but it was definitely much a bit more... About the guy and the genie. Right. And to take it a step further, Robin Williams as the genie, I think, is... The greatest vocal performance in an animated film Certainly ever. Maybe the most iconic. One. Oh, it it, it 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 has no equal in my opinion. It's just astounding the the the, the way that character came across on the screen. It's fun. So I mean, I know I'm sure I saw their, the the Disney animated movies before some theater, but
1: I remember seeing this one previously. Because mm-hmm. we we're I was born in '88, you were '86, so that was probably the year that we really like. Right. Yeah. Just remember. I mean, I'm seeing six. The you're five. Yeah. Uh, And I I remember This was also the first movie I saw at a theater twice Mm -hmm. You know We all liked it so much Yeah
0: also, do you guys remember? Um, so growing up, our, our dad's a physician, and we'd, we'd go to, like, a lot of, like, drug rep-sponsored events. Those are illegal now because they're kind of, like, bribery. Right. Sure. Back in the 90s, we got to do all kind of cool stuff. And there was one event. It was, all it was was just, like, dinner at TGI Fridays. But this rep kept saying, like, during the presentation, the bar would be open for the spouses. And we he kept saying, and we have a Latin movie for the kids. And I was like... <laughs> I don't speak Latin. <laughs> what? What? He kept saying it—a Latin movie for the kids. He kept right. saying, "What do we have for kids? We have a Latin movie." Like that's what we always said. And finally, we sit down. Like there's like a TV next to the bar, and Aladdin starts playing. Go, oh! Like, like why did you? Grown up saying, with clearly no kids or any oh, of- like even Aladdin movie. Like, Aladdin why movie. do you <laughs> say? It? I don't remember that, but I remember the 101 Dalmatians live action. Uh, when the movie, movie came that? out, we had yeah, a the drug wreck. Oh, man, yeah, They ran yeah. into the theater. Yes, yeah. yes. Why does it... I, okay, it's like 101 Dalmatians live action going to be like the thread throughout yeah, every episode.
1: <laughs> Hellmouse come up every time. Uh, I, was, I was the genie for Halloween the year of the Aladdin. That's
0: right. Yeah. You yeah. had to wear
1: your jacket. Yeah, it was, it was snow that year. That a, <laughs> a, we had a very infamously snow. At least... <laughs> you can
0: tell we're from a small town because we still talk about that Halloween. Very attractive. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> the genie and I was Sonic the hedgehog and Mom made us wear our winter coats. Yeah. Over our, it was that Jerry Seinfeld joke come to life. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: guess I wonder where do you guys rank Aladdin in terms of like the other nineties? Ooh, it's see? it's high.
0: Um uh, we'll throw Little we'll right Mermaid in there when I see it. say it. Yeah, it's all, I got like th- there are other ones now that I'd prefer watching again and again. Aladdin I'm good seeing it every once in a see, while. Yeah, <laughs> I could watch it's, Aladdin. It might be top uh, three for me.
1: Like I like it more Little Mermaid. I, pr- I I probably like it more than Lion King, which I think might be heresy to some people.
0: I think I do too.
1: Yeah, but I don't like but uh I might like being the beast more and yeah, I'm, I'm probably the like Yeah, I was going to
0: say, it's like Beating Beast, Hunchback, and this fans. are like my, my three, but, so yeah. I mean, besides
1: from like Hunchback and Beating the Beast, this I mean, this might be the next best one, I think. big fan of it. So let's talk about the video game first. Uh, so Aladdin, the video game, comes out on November 11th, 1993. We're going to go buy some kind of facts here. Developed by Virgin Games, Sold over four million copies. Now that's interesting. In today's world, that that sounds good, but maybe not ridiculous. Mm-hmm. In the uh, early nineties, that's good enough to be the third best-selling Genesis game of all time. Wow! And it's it's only after Sonic One and Two. Now Sonic One has a lot of pack-in stuff. Sure. Yeah. Like, it's like, like the Wii Sports. If you look at it, it's like Sonic One at 15 million, then like Sonic Two at like six million or whatever.
0: But this beats Sonic Three.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they like they try to combine Sonic Three and Knuckles sales so that it like adds up to four million. Uh, That's but yeah, crazy. This is the third best-selling game for. But like these days, like a game that sells really well, like sells 15 million copies, right? Like, or like like the big big stars, like Grand Theft Auto Five, that sold like 100 million. It's historic, <laughs> but it was a smaller industry back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, why did this come out in 1993? So the release was meant to coincide with the VHS release of Aladdin. Mm. Interesting, because I mean. Little Mermaid had a game. It was made by Capcom. Came for the NES. It was a shmup of all things. I don't even remember that. Yeah, that and, was a weird game. And it may have been other platforms. I don't know. But uh, being be the beast... Well, what's a shmup? Explain that. So Sh- going shoot em up. So... Okay. Like traditionally, so I a feel, feeling like a lot of people possibly listening to this don't know that yeah, I know. have to remember I'm not going to do my video game <laughs> show. Yes, it's like side scroll. It's like a lot of times you're a spaceship and you're shooting things. And you're you're moving kind of, left to right at a constant speed. You have some yeah. wiggle room, and except yeah. in, in this one, you're aerial shooting bubbles.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the thing. That honestly probably just took like another game that they had mm-hmm. and just swapped all the sprites. That's right. Yeah, uh, I don't think there was a Beauty and the Beast game.
1: There was, I don't remember it, boy. Kind of a weird game to movie to turn into a game, yeah. I guess. So. Yeah. I mean, it's done weirder. Uh, so, yeah, so it's meant to do that, but uh, and the development of it started January 1993, so they did not have a whole lot of time. Uh, weird,
0: though. Like, it must have been like, uh, let's see how this movie does before we start making games and stuff. Oh, oh. <laughs> get quick, on quick. <laughs> Right, the VHS came out in October, actually, so they missed it a little bit.
1: A little bit, but I don't, I don't think anybody minded too much. No. So, you know, here's what makes the game kind of special was that actual Disney animators worked on the Aladdin game for the Sega Genesis there, there was about 10 of them and what they would do is they would make like animation cells just like they would have for the, for the movie and, so, and some of these guys they work on the actual movie and then Virgin would take those cells or frames and digitize them uh, they had a process that they called Digicel. Oh like in that movie Tron. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. I mean if you've seen like how they did stuff like uh, even NBA Jam or Combat with live action things, I think it's kinda like that, but instead of using a live action character you're using these these animated cells. And the result is that the game like looks a lot like the movie. I mean it's still like
0: pixelated. Right, but it just had it just had that, that fluidity, that squash and stretch quality of Disney animation that you never saw in video game sprites. Right.
1: And, like, the characters, like, everything looks very on-model. Yeah. Uh, especially, when we'll get into it later, we can kind of compare it to some other games at the time. Then, uh, another uh, interesting note here, uh, the music is by Donald Griffin and uh, Tommy Tallarico. Now, I don't know much about Mr. Griffin, but Tommy Tallarico is pretty famous in the video game. He's, like, your best friend. I, I, I've talked to him before. <laughs> I have, it's true. He's very well connected. Tommy uh, is probably best known for doing the soundtrack to Earthworm Jim, but he was working at Virgin Games at the time. He started as a tester, uh, and then he just kind of begged to be able to do music. So he did music for a lot of other games, including Cool Spot. Great game. We'll talk oh, about man. that. The seventh Guest. Terrifying game. And uh, The Terminator. I'm sure I played it at mm. some point. <laughs> and then he eventually would start his own company in 1994 that would work for games like Earthworm Jim and MDK by Shiny and we'll get into that
0: shiny kind of came from the ashes of virgin a long right ways. I mean not,
1: not ash but a lot of people left virgin and especially from this like Don Gen- Bluth yeah <laughs> a lot of people uh, from this Sega uh, Genesis Aladdin game would go on to be the kind of earthworm gym people um, Tal Rico. then in 2002 he started video games live this is the big sort of touring video game symphony show mm-hmm. or orchestral, I guess. I don't know. What was it? Symphonic. Symphonic, <laughs> yeah. Uh, very big, still going around now. They release albums. It's, if you like video game music, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And right now, he's working on a reviving the Intellivision brand. Very oh, strange. Wow. I don't. I still don't understand this. So, until, yeah, Intellivision was like an Atari competitor from like the first half of the '80s, and he has this like vision of it being like a, a, like kind of like what the Wii was, not in terms of motion controls, but how it was like a family system that families played together. So it's kind of supposed to be like a cheaper entry point system that'll that'll be like kind of very family focused and have like indie games. And, like, they even announced the Earthworm Gym like, original team, including Tal- Rico, is coming back to make a new Earthworm Gym and it, it will be on this thing. Exclusively, right? Oh, wow. I don't
0: know. I forget if it's exclusive, but, like, yeah. I Yeah, I didn't realize it was exclusive. Very well, well, I, I, now, very I don't now. think. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, that's until they part. don't sell any of these, and they're like, it'll oh, be, it'll be like, we, we just made a worse Nintendo Switch that doesn't go be, anywhere. It'll, it'll be like how Towerfall was exclusive to the Ouya. <laughs> and,
1: and, and sorry if you don't know what that means. <laughs> Uh, and then David Perry's the director for Aladdin. David Perry was a pretty big name in the '90s because along with Aladdin, he would also program for Cool Spot. And then after a bit, he left Shiny Entertainment in October 1993. So that, that must be like right when he's done working on Aladdin. Yeah, left Virgin. You mean to? Virgin, found I'm sorry, Shiny. he left Virgin to find yeah to start Shiny Entertainment, and they would go on to do Earthworm Jim, Mdk. Uh, Wild Nine. Remember Wild Nine?
0: I, I remember the name. What was Wild Nine? Wild
1: Nine was almost
0: kind of like
1: like another world. It was like one of those kind of like weird 2D side scores where it's very kind of like... Okay, um, it's starting to Flash. I have I to think look maybe, at it. Maybe. No, no and i think it's something else. The so Wild Nine was just an action. I was thinking of Heart of Darkness or whatever it was. Oh, okay, yeah. Wild Nine was the one you had to glove. And the, all the commercials were about the glove and it was like mm. a big club and there's like energy related to it uh, they advertised it quite a bit in magazines but it didn't I
0: will have to look that one yeah, up yeah I have no idea
1: They like their last real big game was Enter the
0: Matrix Remember that was, that? Shiny. I that was shiny that was wow. shiny that have, was such a big deal because it had like additional scenes shot by the way. it was live action yeah, yeah. they had live action cutscenes, and I
1: mean everybody was like oh wouldn't the Matrix be a cool video game and there was games that basically did do that like Max, Max Payne. Payne and this was the chance to be like oh yeah and, and, and we're gonna make the Matrix game it had a lot of hype was not very good. No, it was not. The, the live action scenes were pretty cool, and I think you know, Shiny didn't last too much longer than that. I wonder why. But uh, yeah, best known for probably Aladdin Cool Spot. Uh, I mean, Earth from Jim. It, it's funny because you look at Cool Spot and Earth from Jim, even though they're not like directly like Disney related, they're very animation focused.
0: They, they learned their lessons. They were paying attention. Right. Well, yeah. I think
1: Cool Spot's first, but yeah, you kind of see some of that with them. Where but they probably did it themselves and it like necessarily work with Disney on it but like the animation in Cool Spot is great it's also hilarious because it's a game based on the mascot for 7-Up who's a red dot mm-hmm. that game had no business being as good as it was in fact, Virgin did a lot of licensed games remember the, the, they did them well remember the spot game for the NES that was basically Othello, Othello? Yeah. yeah but that, that was them too uh, yeah, Earthform Gym has really
0: good animation, mm-hmm. so... Except Earthworm Gym 2 drove me nuts. Gym, every other level in Earthform Gym 2 was like a gimmick level. No, 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 but here's what drove me nuts in that game. Jim, like, his idle animation was jogging in place. Like, uh, he never stood still, and it was like, just stop. He, like, just for a minute, just stop. Much. It was like, you gave like, me anxiety. Energy, yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so, yeah, Virgin Games is the gaming arm of the Virgin Group, which is... It's this weird conglomerate that just has a bunch of different things. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. uh, music stores. Yeah, Virgin Airlines. Everyone loved Virgin Airlines, and they got bought out, right? Or no, no, they bought Alaska or something. Something happened. Yeah, everyone, I've never flown on a Virgin yeah, Airlines flight. Yeah, on about Virgin Airlines. Uh, I best remember them aside from the games for the Virgin Mega Stores. You guys remember these? Everyone oh loved the Virgin Mega the Store. The one in Downtown Disney was a must-go place. And it's funny you mentioned that because I had some info about the one in Downtown Disney. So kind of bringing it back to 90s Disney World now, the, the, the Virgin Megastore, because when else are we going to have a chance to talk about this? Because mm-hmm, we can do a whole West Side episode at some point. <laughs> the Virgin Megastore uh, was in downtown Disney, the West Side, from 1997 to 2009. I was it's, honestly surprised it was open that long. It doesn't yeah, feel like yeah. it went past the 90s that uh, much. Where it, where it is is where Splitsville is today, which is mm. that bowling alley kind of barcade thing. Connected to Disney Quest. Aww. That's right. Oh. <laughs> People like Splitsville experience.
0: Yeah. People like. Yeah. I've never been. It's on my to-do list. I used to love this Virgin Megastore. Well, it's like like, you imagine. Okay, so like Apple Music is like I could listen to any song ever right now. You know, Spotify, what what have you. Virgin Megastore was the physical space equivalent of that. Any CD you could imagine was in that building. And it was at the time too where we were all getting into different genres of music. So like getting into classic rock, you go and find any Pink Floyd album. i all the, the obscure movie soundtracks yeah, I, I was
1: looking at the random heavy metal I was with. I remember I was really into Blind Guardian <laughs> That's right. yeah. this European heavy metal band who did like like a lot of songs like inspired by Jared Tolkien and stuff and like back home like you know you could find maybe one or two they had every Blind Guardian album <laughs> it was great because like you would get an album then on the plane ride home with our Walkmans we'd be able to listen to the CD in the plane mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but the, the story was, it was huge it was two stories it was very open. Like you can look down the first floor from the second mm-hmm. floor. Had a big DVD section. Had a little cafe in there. Yeah. It had a great game. Great gaming band ex- T-shirts. Yeah. Got a great game session section, especially like I have most of my memories from this actually from probably the early two thousands, like that GameCube, mm-hmm. Xbox, PlayStation two era. Ton of games. Uh, yeah, I missed this store a lot, and I think there are still a few of them really? left. I mean, there was one in Times Square for a bit. Yeah, there's uh, there's one there's in Columbus weeks ago to Columbus, go yeah, to. Like, yeah. Is it
0: still there? No, it's no,
1: yeah. So these used to be a thing, but I mean, their whole most of the business was selling CDs. Yeah. <laughs> so, Whoops. Yeah, but that didn't last uh, too much longer. Anyways, the Virgin Group starts the Virgin Games division in 1983, and like I said, they work on a lot of licensed games for Seven Up, like we talked about. They made a Dune game. Uh, they worked with Terminator too, quite a bit. Some of those games are decently well known. Mm-hmm. Their biggest games, aside from a Glad, and probably Cool Spot, like I said, in, in Seventh uh, Guest, and they would publish other games for for uh, for for Disney, including uh, the Lion King and the Jungle Book games. Not developed by them, although they're they're pretty
0: similar in that they kind of have like the really faithful looking animation mm-hmm. for the most part. Like Lion oh. King had like. Literal clips of like you know, Timon right out of the movie as like cutscenes. Remember, like that him going, like, It starts. Oh gosh, what was the Jungle Book game like? I don't remember that one. Yeah, I don't remember it. it so, all three of these games, Jungle Book, Lion King, and Aladdin, are on gog.com, right? They're kind of based off of actual PC versions. So you're not like right. getting like, okay. if they're, they're a
1: little funky sometimes,
0: yeah, but they're basically the Genesis versions, but um. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the Jungle Book game at the time, but it, it's cut from the same cloth. It's other. weird
1: though, no, because there must have been a VHS release or something, because all the other ones are you know relatively new movies than the Jungle Book. I so guess Jungle Book makes more like more sense to be a video game than some other animated Disney like movie, Beauty and the
0: Beast. Right. So are these games also assisted by like the actual animators from Walt Disney? productions or because that seems so unusual to me to get you know, I don't think quite continuing. to the extent that Aladdin was right and
1: like I said Virgin themselves did not directly develop these they published okay. uh, these ones they do they did a lot of publishing to be honest that was kind of their thing uh, really aside from the bit of developing that they did uh, so you know they're doing this kind of stuff they uh, they have a lot of talent leave in 93 like I said uh, or at least some of the most important talent. Then they're renamed to Avalon in 2003, and then they close, like, in 2006, a hot second later. Too bad. Yes, it's a shame. But back to the game, Aladdin for Genesis. So, uh, in, in, in its core, it's a pretty simple 2D, side-scroller kind of action game. Aladdin could jump, and swing a sword, and he can uh, throw apples. And or apples...
0: A limited resource. Yeah, you collect them to throw them.
1: Right. So, so let's think, like, you start collecting rings or uh, coins, you're collecting apples, and... You know, there's a point to it aside from a score. You or Sonic gets life here. You have, those are your ammo, mm-hmm. and obviously having a ranged weapon is pretty good instead of just having to uh, use your sword.
0: You were also collecting hearts for health. Um, little blue vases were your checkpoint. Uh, Aladdin's head was a one-up, I believe. The lamp was a continue, and if the genie's heads collected, played a little roulette bonus game at the end of each stage. And a piece of bread. The bread I think like was a Super Heart. Nintendo. That was so. Super Nintendo. I Super think. Nintendo. <sighs> It gets, oh, wow. it gets confusing. I know. know. There's so many. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah. There's we'll get
1: into that. Uh, I also love too like the, your health indicator is like it's the lamp and then like the, the smoke, smoke coming out of <laughs> it, which it made it kind of hard to judge exactly right. how much health you had. You know, and I was like, "That's I don't have very much smoke left. How many <laughs> hits is that, <laughs> dear? How much how much life is a half an inch of smoke?" So the game has just ten levels. Uh, the Agrabah Market. Then the, which which played Prince Ali in the background yeah, for Prince some Prince reason, Prince. which always confused music. Pre, pretty, pretty bumping music. And Again, Tallarico and uh, Glee, the other guy. They, they did the music for this. Most of it's adapted from the, the score of the movie, mm-hmm. but some original song. So you have a market, and this is just like you think, you know, you're running around, there's guards and stuff.
0: Then you have the desert.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a desert. Fun hidden Mickey, though, because there's a, a... Mickey hat on a clothesline. Right. If you stood just right, it could look like Aladdin was wearing the Mickey hat. Mm-hmm, right. And I did that. Every time, every time. time. Yeah, you have to. And
1: there would be these, these fun little details on the levels. Like, in the desert, there's, like, these tents that are, like, supposed to be kind of outhouses. And you see, like, the girl one, the men's one, and then you see the one for genie. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bigger. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Agrabah rooftops after that. Much like the market, except a bit more high up there, a bit more kind of platforming. And this one actually played one jump ahead. That's right. Uh, and and uh, th- 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 don't we have a,
0: a boss fight in this one, too? Well, first you fight Kazim as like a mini boss, but then very quickly after you fight Razul, the, the head of the guards. Look at, two, look at boss rush. You got
1: two yeah, right. right. So then you go into the Sultan's dungeon. This is a cool level because you have like this, you have like this chain ball effect, and it's like coming from the background. Yeah, it's and, like this quasi three D thing going yeah. on. And you have like disappeared you have the blocks that are kind of like coming out of the f- uh, background. Very Mega Man. Very yeah. Mega Man ish, and you're, you're. This is a very vertical level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're in the Cave of Wonders with, with uh, this is this is like one of the first harder levels, I think. This is where the game stepped it up a bit. Yeah, a lot of places you can kinda instant die into pits and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh there's also the boss fight against like an original enemy, right? Or maybe he was like a statue in the game, but it's like this gold statue it's, like,
0: thing. This Buddha looking thing. Yeah. wasn't this statue not holding the I don't, no, I don't know if it's, it's the not. exact one. The, it kind of looks like that. The one that's holding the red the jewel that throughout the level. Yeah, and either. you can like hit it and it explodes and I think it mm-hmm. gives you an item. Mm-hmm. Even though you're not supposed to
1: touch the treasure. Right. I and mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, and this, this all ends at the end. You climb up the little mountain. You
0: touch Genie's lamp. I always like that, that. They actually recreated that moment of going up that mm-hmm. little rock spire to get the lamp.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have the escape. Now, this is interesting. So this is... You're on the carpet.
1: And uh, you're trying to escape. And basically, like... These boulders are going to be in front of you and Genie's hand will kind of point to where they're going to be. And yeah, so you kind of this know... Was, this
0: was very inspired by Battletoads. It's very battletoads esh. Not not quite as hard as that. still so pretty hard. But, it was so hard that you didn't actually need to beat it. As it, long as you had enough lives and there was a one-up at the beginning that you could just cycle. I don't even um, know if you needed enough what? I think if you like...
1: Even got a game over, just be like, all right. Yeah, so it's
0: based Basically, after dying, what like three or four three times, they would just yeah. be like, ah, you didn't beat it.
1: I Backstage. imagine there was some play testing, and they're just like, let's, all right. Everyone's having a real hard time here. We'll just, if they can't beat it, that's fine.
0: It was very exciting, though, yeah. Because I mean, if you watch a go on YouTube and watch someone who like completes this level. It gets fast. Mm-hmm. Like, real fast. Yeah, and then it does it that is. thing, too, because there's a few times where, like, you know, so you have the genie hand pointing up or down. There's a couple times where it's pointing both ways because yeah. the lock's going to be in the middle. But know. then there's a couple times where it's just a question mark. Oh, you know, like, yeah. Like, thanks a lot, game. It gets really hard at the end.
1: It's like, yeah, like, really. And that, uh, it's fun. Because it rips up, there's that feeling sometimes, like, uh, and I have to do the easy part again. It's like, yeah, you know, the hard yeah. part. But when you beat it, you had those bragging rights.
0: Oh, right. you felt
1: good. So, I, mean, I do like that you didn't have
0: to it. It. It, it's, it, was it's, it was a good deal. Do you call. remember ever beating it? Oh yeah, I beat this game several times. <laughs> as a kid. By the way, I mix up
1: the escape is actually a different level. I rug th- ride is the level where I thought goes, you skipped so ahead. Was before ahead. Before this is the escape. The escape is uh cable wonders on fire. Cable wonders on fire, also difficult, a lot of platforming, something. But yeah, then you have the rug ride. You can ex- you can see why I'd be confused reading these. Yes. Oh, there you the you. escape. What's yeah. Your- <laughs> Then uh, the probably the best one in the game inside the lamp. So this is kind of the
0: friend like me level. Except the genie's trying to kill you. Yeah. Well, he's testing you to see if you're worthy. So I guess. Wishes. I guess. But it was just so imaginative because every element of the stage is the genie. Like yeah. literally everything. The, the 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 platform is like the, his tail, and you can kind of sink through There's it. A lot of his hands. You're, yeah, you're jumping on his hands. You're bouncing off his head. You're and the the little like like uh, monkey bar mechanic, and you're pulling on his beard <laughs> and everything. It's like a reacts. balloon of him. Yeah, but like when you pull on it, the face is like out ow, ow, like you're pulling on someone's and beard. And all the other elements are
1: from this song, like column A and column B. Yes. From so- those are like platforms and stuff. This, Yeah, this is a really neat looking level, but it's a, a very, very cool Sega Genesis version of Friend Like Me yes. playing the entire time. Then we're in the Sultan's Palace, so we, we kind of skip a lot of the movie at this point.
0: Yes. Racing towards the end. Right. Yeah, so... Um, makes you wonder, there was, like, a King Al- or a Prince Ali stage that got cut or something? No, or... It's like, how would you make that a stage, but... Well, I mean, other, cause the other games did, uh... <laughs> Well, yeah. oh, a, part, a, party, or,
1: yeah. a whole new world. Well, a yeah. whole new world, yeah. Yeah, there's no whole new world kind of thing here, kind of at the end there. But yeah, Osama's Pile is pretty cool, though, because you got to see more of it than you ever do in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of flamingos.
0: Cause, again, yeah, you like, can tell they're like, we need to find all the identifying features of this three minutes <laughs> of the film and make a video game. It's so of funny life. about
1: games like that, because it's like, uh, oh, there's a flamingo in the movie for two seconds. That's like a giant part of this level now. Yeah. Uh, so
0: then, after that, it's Jafar's palace. Well, is you like, had you had the end of oh, right. You had the boss fight with Iago on that like giant like like uh, generator that he's running on. Yeah, it's the one he uses to power up the ring so he can like see like. Yeah. like so it's cool jam, that man. that like appeared in the game, like, right? Like faithfully yeah, recreated. It's a, you know? it's a really cool like, level, and it's weird because
1: it's like Iago on his little like weird conveyor belt. Cogwheel thingy. He's like creating ghosts, <laughs> a spooky ghost. Yeah, it's it's really freaking good, really, but it's awesome. So the last, yeah, last level is Jafar's palace. This is kind of the evil version of the Sultan's palace. Uh, you see, like the snake in the background a lot. You can kind of see some of the Sultan's little toys scattered about. Nice, nice touch. Yeah, and then at the end is the fight with Jafar, and it's just just kind of the sorcerer version of Jafar here. Um, And it's a pretty hard fight unless you kind of know to just spam apples (laughs) at him. Turns out that's his weakness. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: apples are what get him. Uh, Now, of course, the secret to this game was the level skip code. Who remembers it? I can't believe you do. Oh, it's very simple. A-B-B-A-A-B-B-A. Wow. Wow. I remember doing it a lot. And, like, it didn't matter when you started or stopped. this. You just started mashing A-A-B-B over and over. And then you hear... Because I remember da-da-da-da-da. the beginnings of a lot of these levels, but not the end. Yeah. <laughs> most likely that is why. Because we did the levels. <laughs> it's, it's not a super long game, really. Especially Dead
1: levels. Right. And if you're a kid, you know, it's just it's so much harder to beat these games. But even compared to a lot of 16-bit game, even I think that the Lion King is more notoriously difficult. Well,
0: how then? many of these games back then did you just do the first few levels Yeah. Over and over. And over. Oh, sure. That's well, why well, levels and, often, and oftentimes, those were the best levels.
1: Yeah. I didn't actually beat this game for the first time until uh, last year when I finally put it in my Genesis. Like, all right, I was going to play through this thing. I did it with a friend. It was great fun. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's my question. You know, what, what do we think of
0: Aladdin for Genesis? Oh, it was, was it great fun? fun? <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was always, that was always kind of the dream. In some ways, it still is um, for, for video games to look like the movies we mm. saw. You know, like like you look at a game today like Dragon Ball Fighter Z. It's like, this looks like the anime. But we used to say that about the older Dragon Ball games. And like, So it's always going to get better. This was that of its time. In 1993, it was like, they did it. This looks exactly like the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like, shut it down. We're done. We've peaked. And that was probably the coolest thing about it. Like, the game is fun. It's a very
1: beyond competent 2D, like, action platformer. But it just looks so good. Yeah,
0: like, if it was the same game... But, like, just, like, some original IP, and it was, like, you know, video game artists making sprites, yeah. it would have been fun. And the animations just weren't as fleshed out. Yeah, like, but, but that, that that touch of the oh. Disney animators working on With it. With the music playing in the background. Everything about it just elevated this game I on mean, to its own Yeah, We all had Aladdin fever, man. We couldn't oh, get we enough. Did. Oh, we did. So, yeah, it's an all-time classic. Um... There's a reason people still talk about it today. I think we're all a little upset it's not in the Genesis Mini that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, I right? mean, I understand it, but, you know, and uh, this is one of those times for the diehard Sega fanboys we were that I felt we could very confidently say we had the better version. Right. And there
1: are a lot of versions, but real quick, one note uh, I, I love speedrunning. In fact, as we're recording this, uh, Summer Games Done Quick is going on, which, if you don't know, is a week-long speedrunning marathon. Speedrunning is just when people try to beat games as fast as possible. And they're always raising money for charity and stuff, so uh, those are always great to watch on Twitch. The record for Aladdin for Genesis, this game is beaten in just 11 minutes and 37 seconds by a man named Tenabre. Uh, that then, is impressive. It's a yeah, right? Like, it, it's, it's, it's like, not bad. <laughs> and, like, less of the time, about the time of, like, uh, a Spongebob episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the first half of the thing, yes. Well, there's two in each show. Well, yeah, yeah there's five But, yeah, so th- that's pretty nuts. But, yes, there are a lot of versions. And what's confusing and weird is that there was an Aladdin game for the Super Nintendo. Came out at the same time completely different game. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one is made by Capcom, which made a lot of, like, really good Disney games, especially... They were the go-to. Mm-hmm. Especially in the NES era, because they did a lot of those really awesome Disney Afternoon games, like DuckTales, which... Uh, 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 I it was love DuckTales. Seminole seminal game, yeah. I love DuckTales. But Chippendales Rescue Rangers, one of the best, like, co-op games from the end yeah, of yeah, yeah. the whole time. And then Talking 16-Bit, they did the Magical Quest starring Mickey Mouse for the Super Nintendo. Those were great games. Very good games. Ca- had really kind of fun, like... Like, grab stuff and throw mechanics. One of the best grab stuff and throw games since Mario 2. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so, uh, yeah, like I said, it's completely different. Different visuals, different gameplay. You have no sword. You can still throw apples. And you can, like, jump on the enemies now. Uh, and when you jump on them, you kind of this, like, weird, like, like, handstand jump off of them. Flip thing, yeah. It's very acrobatic. A weird, weird flippy thing. And it's so weird when you watch this
0: because this did not have worked on by Disney animators it looks like if you played the Magical Quest games and you knew them and you said those guys made an Aladdin game right you know exactly what you were getting it's got that kind of like pastel color
1: look it looks what? yeah it looks like a video game it looks, it looks like the Aladdin video game yeah and while Genesis is like this looks like the movie like it's a video game uh, and I think, like, because of that, a lot of people, especially at the time, thought that this game compared unfavorably to the one for Genesis. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a very good game yeah, it's, still. It's a good game. I mean, Capcom knew what they were doing back right. then. It's very different. It's, it's a bit longer. Uh, one of my favorite things about it
0: is that Abu kind of, like, follows you through a lot of Yes, levels. Abu is the best part of this game, because he's, like, reacting to what you're doing. Right. right. It's like a Sonic and Tails kind of. Even, even further than that, like, so the first boss fight, Abu jumps up on top of, like, a, a cart. It starts like you know, just like cheering you cheering on, cheering you on, like mock fighting. I can't like, yeah, get him. It's, it's great, right? More elaborate final boss
1: sequence because mm-hmm. uh, you have Snake Jafar to show up here. No, 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 Snake Jafar in Genesis version. Yeah, yeah. You also have a level based on a whole new world in this version. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of you know,
0: like you're collecting. It's like the like the, the intermission. Right.
1: <laughs> like slow down. You're just kind of collecting stars. It's like, oh, Jasmine, I love you, but we have to collect all of these collectibles.
0: <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's so important. Uh, yeah, you can. You know, it's, it's interesting to watch this game being played too, or if you're into retro gaming, to pick this one up because it, it is also very good. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said, completely different game. Like it's based on Aladdin, and this was a weird thing at the time. People would do this. Uh, the uh, Jurassic Park Jurassic is another Park, famous example. Completely different games. Beavis and Butthead, Completely different games for both systems. It, 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 I'm not. I'm still not sure exactly why it was like that. But there would just be different contracts uh, being offered. Maybe that was what it was. Like, they knew, like, well, we can, you know, these people will pay for the license. These people will pay for the license or whatever. Mm. So. And it was this weird stuff because you would have, like, two versions of people. Like, well, which one was better? And sometimes it would suck because you would only have a Genesis or Super Nintendo. Yep. And this you, is why we had console wars. Yeah. But the good thing with Aladdin, like, no matter which one you had, you, you were fine. You had a good just, Aladdin game.
0: That is true. It is remarkable. That, you know, especially you talk late 90s, early 2000s, license game became kind of a dirty word. But here's a movie with two incredible license games that yeah, came out in the were early 90s. sure to have it. Right. It, and more than just two. Did you know. There's more? Did, I'm you, know, coming. did you know there was a Latin game for the NES? I have to admit, I did not until Me we started either. researching this episode. No, I yeah. didn't. Well, there's. It's some, weird
1: looking. There's some reasons why. Right, so, now, details on this are sparse, but it sounds like this only came out in Europe. Mm-hmm. And in 1994, so a year after the other ones. Which is odd. And it's weird because, so Ver- again, hard to find details. Virgin either developed and published
0: it or only published it. They had to only publish it. because So when you look at it, it's the Super Nintendo game. Just right, yeah. very stripped but down. But Virgin's yeah. name is Brilliant. on the box. Yeah, like Capcom doesn't come up.
1: No, that, if you compare it, it's... Like the levels are the same. Like there's that boss that we are talking about with the the, the person who like a, a Jasmine steals the apple from. Yeah. Like that's there, but like you don't have like the Jasmine cutscene before. You don't have a, a Boo cheering you on. Mm-hmm. But the moveset's identical. It's mm-hmm. the, it, even that cartwheel jumpy. Thing. I mean, physically, like 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 just looking at the animation, the play, it's very close to the Super Nintendo game. It's kind of impressive. Just like a lot less detail and kind the, of and
0: the music is like just kind of goes away. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it. I mean, it's a. Good-looking NES game. Yeah. I mean, this is very late for the NES. But
0: there is, there is one funny thing yeah. that happens um, that was probably the result of memory limitations. But it has the, the whole New World level, much like the Genesis game does. It also has the Escape the Cave of Wonders sequence on the carpet. But when you play that level, you are Prince Ali, Aladdin, Fabulous, with Jasmine yeah. on the carpet because that's the only sprite. Right, that would <laughs> make the one sprite. So it's like all of a sudden... Like, you know, Lava, let me change yeah. my clothes. You, come with me. Uh, yeah, kids don't care, but no. looking at it now, it is very oh, it, funny. Was, it was just for Europeans. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not all. So, like, like I said now this. Again, you were like NES game. I was like, what? Then you're like, there
1: was a, there was a Game Gear game? And the Game Gear game... It's a completely different game again. With a completely different developer, it's Sims who did this. Not not a big name. They did, like, the Ninja Guiding game for the Master System and a a Power Rangers game that came out for the game gear. But, again, this is another completely different take on what an Aladdin's side score would be like. To be
0: frank, of all the different versions, this is the most movie faithful. Yeah, it is, actually. Like, there's no, like, it's a bummer there's no Friend Like Me stage, but also, like again if you're being faithful to the movie it doesn't make sense for they had to, to one. up the other one somehow. I was impressed because this is the only game
1: where once you do the stages where you become Prince Ali you actually have a Prince Ali sprite with like the mm-hmm.
0: white get up on and then very interesting so there's a couple of levels that are like they're basically auto scrollers but really auto runners like, yeah it, it's it's Cannibalt. You know, twenty years before *Cannibal* came out, like right. they were very. And there was uh, some impressive sprite work on
1: the edges of buildings to make them look three dimensional. Yeah, it was it was a very, very shockingly good looking game. Yeah, there was some impressive work here, and again, completely different from the other ones. Yeah. So, if you're interested, look for *The Aladdin* uh, for Game Gear, and and this also came out on the Master System. Uh, Master System, for those who don't know, was Sega's Genesis precursor. It was more of a kind of contemporary of the NES. Uh, did much better in Europe, but the Game Gear, which is Sega's portable system, was basically a portable Master System. Mm-hmm. So that's why. But there, are, there are but so there are other versions, but these are mostly ports. So like, the Genesis game came to PC and Amiga. Amiga was just kind of a brand of like PC that specifically played a lot of games, kind of like Commodore 64. Mm-hmm. But, um, and like this version is a lot like the Genesis version. You have like a black bar in the top with like s- stats on it like constantly. Like HUD, yeah.
0: yeah. The music sounds a little different and Amiga was known for having a very good sound chip, but when you watch this, well, there's two problems, first of all. Um, Because of the limited number of sound channels, every time a sound effect played, the music cut out, which I guess was a common thing with the Amiga, if games, like, like kind of didn't respect that limitation. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, for whatever reason, I don't know what it was, but, like, the music can't hold a note that's longer than a quarter note. So if a note was supposed to be held, it just kind of like hit and stopped. Hmm. Very weird. Well, the Amiga that was used a lot for NES music development back in the day. Wasn't yes, uh, an Amiga was actually used to write the music for Pokemon Gold and Silver. And Mario, was not it the original Mario? That I don't know. That I don't know. Coincidentally, there was a Did You Know Gaming video about the Amiga that came out today, so I watched that. There you go. <laughs> uh, there's, uh,
1: so there's also a Game Boy version, also a Game Boy version, also by Virgin, which is kind of like just.
0: Again, a dumbed-down Genesis version. It looked like if you tried to run the Genesis game on a TI-83 graphing calculator, (laughs) it looked bad. It's weird, because we have NES version based on Super Nintendo
1: version, Game Boy version based on Genesis version, and then later, because we had the Game Boy Color come out, like, a decent bit later, that gets, like... A kind of upgraded version of the Game Boy version. It you need
0: better. Like a matrix chart. To see I know, right? <laughs> well, I was, so I, was, I didn't watch the full video for this one, but I was watching. I was at one scene in the dungeon level, and the guy was trying to like. It was one of the dangling ropes over like a spike pit. You just have to jump up, grab the rope, and climb up. And he like couldn't do it. I was like, I doubt it's the guy's ability to play a game, cause it, let's face it, if you're if you're putting up a YouTube video of a ladder for the Game Boy color, I assume you can handle <laughs> jumping and grabbing a rope. So I just have to assume it's just a poorly made <laughs> port and the controls weren't very responsive. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just again, it's so weird. How many different versions of Disney's
1: Aladdin that works yeah, on every platform? Aladdin was. You know, it's, y- I guess that we didn't get a did. PlayStation version <laughs> in
0: like '95. Oh, that would have been pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah I think they made it. Yeah, that Hercules game, but Aladdin. Oh man, that Hercules game. That game made me want to throw a controller. Yeah, but it's real good. It that's is. On, good. That's on GOG. Oh, I need it. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah, do you? Do you really? Oh, I do. <laughs> so
1: this is kind of fun. So. um Shinji Mikami. He is the man who was the designer for Aladdin for Capcom. Um, he's kind of a big name in Capcom. He would eventually direct Resident Evil, a
0: little game. It's always funny. Like, I feel like all these early 90s Disney games, like, you find out who directed him, like, you know, it's like finding out David Jaffe, the guy who made God of War, worked on Mickey Mania. A lot of Illuminaries, like, started working on, <laughs> on Disney license games. Oh, well,
1: Disney license games were good. Yeah, for a long time. But there's this fun quote. So uh, Mikami talked to uh, Polygon in 2014, and he said this to them. If I didn't actually make the SNES game, I would probably buy the Genesis one. Animation wise, I think the Genesis version is better Genesis version
0: had a sword, actually. I wanted to have a sword. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me here in Nintendo it's like, Aladdin can't have a sword. But the bad the swords, guys can yeah. have swords. And they're getting thrown at you and yeah. you're dodging them. But Aladdin, no, no, no. And it's He's well, the hero. No swords. Yeah, it's, well, Disney seemed to have some Genesis favoritism kind of the whole way through. Well, I, 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 think, I think if you've read Console Wars, and so this is me kind of extrapolating, um, I mean, Seg was very aggressive in going after things like licensed games and I'm sure part of it was you know Capcom and and Disney were being told by Nintendo Aladdin can't have a sword and Sega's like do whatever you want (laughs) what do you need (laughs) we'll help you out like I mean Disney saying that to Sega no, Sega, saying uh, that Disney. Like, you want a sword? Have all the swords. Like, you know? Uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, like, I know. They're yes. very
1: accommodating. I mean, Sega and Disney have had a kind of a interesting relationship. I mean, we, I think we talked about it a little bit before. We'll but probably talk about it in every episode. Yeah, but the uh, the Sega Genes- the Sega area and in Innovations back in the day. AKA the, the best 100-square-foot space of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but kind of one of the other weird, petty things is Disney didn't let Capcom put the Genie on the front cover of their game. Genie's only on the back cover. But for the Genesis, oh, the genie's on the front cover. Well, was
0: and that I, part of the third marketing deal with Robin Williams? You well, but,
1: part- but why would it only be one or the other, you know? Yeah, so for the people who don't know, there, there's an infamous case with Robin Williams in the original promotion for the Aladdin movie, Where he said, hey, I'm doing this, but I don't want you to use my character to promote the movie because I have toys coming out, this movie I care about, around the same time. And I don't want people to think, like, this is the other Robin Williams movie. They're like, oh, yeah, sure, okay. Then the poster comes out and, like, the genie's taking up half of the
0: poster. Well, it was, the whole thing was he can be in a third of the marketing. If you analyze the poster, he's in a third of the poster. Yeah. (laughs) They took it very literally. (laughs) Some lawyer was like, felt very clever that day. There's a lot there's bad blood
1: for a while there. Uh, yeah, it's
0: unfortunate.
1: Uh well it, it got settled. Uh eventually uh they actually sent they sent Rob Williams. I think it was straight up uh not Iger, uh Eisner, Eisner. I was like,
0: waking he sent him a Picasso or mm-hmm. something.
1: Yeah, it,
0: uh, it got big. Well, they needed him. Yeah, tell you you know, they did. A return to Jafar without him. When I
1: say Picasso, I don't mean like a, you know, I mean a Picasso, it's like, like a an original. A Picasso. Yeah, yeah, so that's a pretty good. But, I'm but sorry, even, gift. But even
0: that didn't really like. It was in all the relationship. Way, yeah. It just. It once Katzenberg left, it was just a phone call. It was all it took. It took. I'm, like, the new, you know, head
1: of the, the animation Right, Katzenberg it. was kind of an yeah. issue. But, I mean, Genie... I mean, Ron Williams would eventually
0: come back and be Genie for Prince of Thieves, which was, like, the late 90s VHS. Mm-hmm. And the last time he voiced the Genie was for some educational CD-ROM game that they did released. a few of them. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. Yeah. He also... Remember those little Genie Says things on the Disney Channel? Yeah. Those, like, little moral things? That was actually Robin Williams. Yeah. Now, was he, that, he wanted to do all those education... Was that education actually things? him in Disney Quest? Uh, in the elevator. I, hmm. I think it might have been. I'm not sure. <laughs> who did... Uh, Dan Koslon, that's, that's right. Was the little, voice of know, he, did, he did Return to Far in, in the animated series. Yeah. yeah. And a lot He of did other a kind fine of, job. Yeah, he, you know, he, he did pretty good. He
1: did. I mean, he didn't do any voices in the games because those are kind of little samples. In fact, there's like that guard in Jeffers. He's always like, come on, come on, come on. He's like testing that's you. like Yeah. Come on. He's like an Irish guy, like drunk at a pub. or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that and some squawks from Miyako. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, that yeah, that's basically everything uh, on the games. Although I, I did find just a little bit ago this very short, like, two-minute video about some behind-the-scenes stuff. It has, like, a couple quotes from Katzenberg about... Yeah, him any, talking, out of all things. Right, and you get to see, like, some of the animators actually working in the game. Like, you see them drawing, like, the Aladdin that would become the sprite for the game. We'll share that
0: video at some point, cause that's yeah. pretty neat. It'll be in the it's, show notes. It's strange to listen to Jeffrey Katzenberg too like talk about video games in the early 90s when, when back then they were probably a little taboo for like a big executive like that you know like yeah, you, that he, you could tell he was like reading from the sure, preparation yeah. he didn't know what he was talking he's like what's a genesis <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: So, and now kind of just for fun, wait, let's talk about some Aladdin stuff in Walt Disney World. Yeah, since we're, since we're on the topic. Since we're talking about Aladdin, and, you know, well, I mean, after you play Aladdin for Genesis, obviously, you're, you're you're going to your nearest AAA location, and you're booking your next trip to Disney World right. or, it's to it's see right. all the fine Aladdin-themed offerings that they have. It's very fine. Yeah, it's starting in 1992, if you went, you would see the Aladdin Royal Caravan Parade. I love this parade as a kid. This was run, this was at MGM Studios, also had versions in Disneyland. Land in Disneyland oh, Paris. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. It's called Euro oh, Disney. Disney. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remind us of that. <laughs> so, uh, back back in the day, MGM Studios would do a lot of parades based on the newest animated movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this
0: I think this is kind of the most memorable one for a lot of people. Again, Latin was a big deal. Um, right. I mean, Latin was a bigger deal even. And it, it made and that sense because parade. there is a parade in the movie. So, yes. obviously, they had good source material yeah, we'll to draw to work from with.
1: And, yeah, a lot of this is kind of taken from that with, again, about 500% more Genie. Yes. Here's how Genie's (laughs) in that song quite a lot. And he's incognito. (laughs) Like, the the first big... Float of this parade is a giant genie. Mm-hmm. That's well, and
0: they used that the image of that too a lot to promote throughout that time. Yes, you would see genie. It's in, yeah, and it was a very cool float. So except his face always looked a little off. It was all very static. It was really nice. All of those sculpted uh, genie faces were weird, but like the mm-hmm. masks and everything, they were okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But my- they had that weird thing with like.
1: You're saying it's like, like in between his goatee was like a mesh, so you could see through it. It made it look
0: like he had this like five o'clock shadow there. It worked, right? You didn't Um, question too much, but. You had- my, my, my favorite gag of this whole parade was you know all, all the Disney parades always have you know it's like Jiminy Cricket like the parade begins in yeah, was- just five minutes but this was Iago and every time he'd always be running you know, I'll remember I'm making a big appearance at the end of the parade so keep an eye out that's my terrible Gilbert Gottfried it was alright I'll allow it thank you uh, just don't do it again uh, so <laughs> so the, the final float of the parade is is, is a, a boo as an elephant with Aladdin and Chaz on top you know great float and then coming up behind them is Jafar with the little poop scoop in the trash can, <laughs> and you hear Iago like stuck in the trash can, like, Jafar, let me out! <laughs> I can't breathe in here! That's pretty good. It's, it's a good guy. Good setup, a good payoff.
1: I really like that There's some cool moments In this parade um, There's like this one bit It's what's what, The uh, Agrabah Commerce C- Society C-
0: City Chamber of Commerce Yeah, yeah. Welcomes up
1: uh, <laughs> Prince Ali And there's like this, There's just this one guy In on the bottom Who's like on the bed of nails And he's like On their but way He's man. got like a very 90's Portable phone yeah. Not a cell phone A no, portable right. phone It's sometimes to like Rest his hand on the nails Be like ooh ow You know yeah. uh, there, There's the one genie Again so much genie Or like There was a person In just the legs That two people like Had the torso And the rest With like uh, so pop rods yeah. I think the legs would kind of go off oh, and do their He own was thing. having a great time He, he looked yeah. like he was having the most fun of anybody in that <laughs> show And then of course you had the spinning Camels which it, are
0: still there? Well, they've been. Tell me, it, where have where, where where I been able to find those camels in the last yeah. 25 so, years? So, buddy. These spinny camels are these two giant camels. They got and, their money's worth from these. Yes. In <laughs> the
1: parade, they're carried by uh, racist caricatures. Uh, kind of kind of an odd float. But yeah. these things, what, they're, they're fun because they would spit and they would spit in water. Mm-hmm. Well, after the parade, they would show up. Uh, and that's kind of the next thing we're going to talk about the soundstage restaurant. This is where um, the Playhouse Disney show is now, or mm-hmm. is this still called, This, you know, this is, yeah. yeah, yeah. So this, and it used to be. Uh, now it's Mickey the Roadsters themed. Yeah, with oh yeah, it's modern. And so this was just kind of an open space restaurant that, again, they can theme to whatever the new animated movie was.
0: It was literally just, we have some empty space, it's kind of sparse, mm-hmm. let's minimally decorate it and call it an Aladdin restaurant. And so what, what was this before the Aladdin restaurant? I think there's a Beauty and the Beast one.
1: A uh, restaurant. What? A restaurant? Yeah. Like I said, it was open space. They would do different restaurants. Wow. Uh, I mean, maybe before all that, it was something, I think it might have just been something different.
0: Like well, the we'll catalog bar above it, right? Yeah. Like, we went there for breakfast. And, like, you know, it was like the name was, like, Iago's Eggs. like yeah. <laughs> Right. They weren't trying too hard. No. But you had those camels in the front. Of yeah, it. like, by the front entrance. They're
1: just hanging out, right. spitting at you as you walk by. These camels would eventually uh, get a permanent spot in Adventureland uh, at the uh, uh, Flying Carpets of Aladdin. Where they're just
0: kind of right by the entrance there, and yeah, still it's spitting water. Yeah, okay, one, one's just kind of by the sign facing the walkway, and the other one's like facing the ride. So as you're on the ride, you might get spit. Yeah, on. if you. Yeah, next time you're in Adventureland, look at those things. Those were originally parade, parade floats. floats from 1992. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. Uh,
1: one of the, maybe the most interesting Aladdin thing in the theme parks was the uh, the virtual reality flying carpets. And I know you're you're thinking Disney Quest. This was an
0: uh, EPCOT attraction of sorts. It was part of Interventions. Uh, They called it Disney Vision, part of the Imagineering Labs exhibit. And the whole trick of this was you were going to get a a behind-the-scenes look at these new initiatives from Imagineering. And in this particular case, this was their work into virtual reality. So you went into this uh, showroom. And they picked volunteers from the audience. and It looked like you were in a little computer lab and we never got desperately to try. Yeah, but we got not to see this bitter show. about it today. It was a cool show. So so four volunteers got to go up on stage and this guy like a, you know a Disney Imagineer, I don't know if he was or not came out and explained to you all this technology they're working on. Uh, in the field of virtual reality using silicone graphics computers. And these computers
1: are kind of all around the place as, as kind of TV, so you can see um, this first off this kind of montage or this video presentation and then what people are seeing as they're playing the game later. And this was, you know, in 1994... Uh, you know virtual reality as we know it today and and you can watch a video of this that's on YouTube we'll we'll share a link but the guy said that at that point they've been working on this for four years yeah which is nuts
0: and anyway for 1994, again this is is one year after they are flying around a real time 3D open world environment running at 60 frames per second Head track 3D With like Flying carpet right. controllers Like What did you say It, it, it had the power Of 2,000 home, home computers, computers And I held on my <laughs> iPhone right. I was like You mean one one hundredth Of one of these Okay cool. <laughs> So well, 64 This is just a year After that
1: Sega Genesis Aladdin game Is out Yeah Let's like, we'll go from that We'll talk about How impressive that is To now You can fly around Agrabah <laughs> Yeah it, That was
0: Just seeing this as a kid I right. was like I need to
1: do this so bad And, and like the game As it were Was basically You kind of started In this like room Iago would be there, and he would tell you, "Hey, you need to go find a scarab piece." And you could—it's basically just kind of open world, flying around. You can, a trigger, scavenger you hunt can trigger, you can trigger some like scenes. Mm-hmm. The main goal was to find this scarab piece, and most people would just kind of end up flying around the city. You
0: know, it was very easy. You had to look for a building with a blue roof. All you do is fly up, and there's one building with a blue <laughs> roof. It was not hard. But <laughs> Emily, that's also me in the eye. It's like I know where it is. <laughs> it's right there. I could have done it. <laughs> Me pick me. me. I'm good at video <laughs> and, games.
1: <laughs> so, mean at the end of the show, the guy kind of almost teases, like, "Don't no, don't worry do if you weren't picked. This will eventually become like a thing everyone can do at Epcot." And what this would eventually become is a feature attraction at Disney Quest, which was the kind of virtual reality arcade
0: indoor theme
1: park that slash greatest wonder, place
0: on earth. Makes me wonder what plans they had at Epcot to. To bring it there fully, like you. Yeah, right. Maybe it was yeah, I get check I, up on I, wonder, I wonder if it was like they were like, "Let's do Disney Quest." I got an idea, or was it. We've got this virtuality thing. We need a better place for it. Yeah, I've got an idea. Let's yeah, build an indoor VR theme park. I mean, and in, in this version, build it a, out. A quite a bit different. That that would get there, at least in terms.
1: Well, if you look at this Epcot thing, the controls and the head-mount display look almost identical. Mm-hmm. But this one, you don't have the Iago setup. Uh It's not as open-world muck around for a few minutes. It, it's much more linear. Right. Like, you're in Agrabah, then you're in the desert, then you're in the Cave of Wonders. And the goal is to find the genie. And it was, su- it was super fun. Oh, it's incredible. Like, again, again well, getting to finally do it, especially because it was weird at the time because, again, this was 94 when they started doing this test and they didn't hear anything for a bit. So it's to the point where you're just like, well, I guess nothing came of that. Yeah, then, you know, eight years later. Four years later.
0: 94 to 98. I place said it opened in 2002. I'm looking at your notes. Disney Quest? You, you have Magic Carpet, but, oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. You don't ever know when Disney Quest opened? I thought it was in the 90s. Yeah. I was like, oh, 2002. You're done. You're out of here. I was very sad to see it. Yeah, no, 1998.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, so, yeah, so only four years between the testing thing. But still, it was like enough time to be like, what happened with that? I think oh, yeah. something happened with it. Uh, of course, the other big kind of uh, Aladdin thing at the uh, at the parks was the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management. Oh, hey, look at that I didn't mute my computer. Yeah, this, uh, this was the much maligned updates to the show, right? And then, man, that, so that kind of brings that. I guess one last thing I'll talk about is that live action version of Aladdin that just came out. Uh, what did we all think of that?
0: It was fine. It was fine. It, the songs were fun to listen to. Just different takes on them. Some and of them, That's
1: about it. Uh, some Some of them was
0: like, oh, this person is not doing as good a job singing. I, I was not a fan of the new Jasmine the new, song. Well, it just it's felt hard. like very, you know, a modern song compared it to. to
1: of it's hard to tell sometimes if I'm just so yeah. like. Because it's like I'm hearing all these songs I've heard a million times and there's this song. This new
0: song. Well, I did see a video where. So Disney released like the preview of. um Uh, Prince Ali on YouTube, and some guy was trying to say, like, you know, Will Smith's singing style, like, he doesn't do slower balladic stuff, he does fast paced hip hop. He's a rapper. So, this guy, all he did was take Prince Ali and sped it up by like 20 Mm percent, so the pitch was preserved. It sounded a million times better, like, it just flowed that was a huge complaint when they first released that clip. It just sounded so slow. Mm -hmm. I was furious that they got rid of the uh, reprise Mm of uh. The, the Jafar yes, version yeah. yeah. of Well that's what always made Jafar such a fun villain to me. Give me live okay. action return of Jafar. <laughs> We, yeah. you know what I mean yeah.
1: it's not ridiculous no it's not <laughs> like there's like they could do that I mean they made like the, the sequel to their weird of house of wonder like we're getting Maleficent 2 which uh, yeah, but, it's like it's, it's not it's insane. insane I'll tell you what I would be much more excited for that than I was for the this Aladdin I
0: mean, oh yeah oh yeah make yeah, a live actual Return of Jafar please let's, let's touch on that before we wrap up just to kind of end up on Aladdin so, why, why we didn't get the, we should have got a Return of Jafar game well, I just going to talk about Return of Jafar. Be, like, starring that, Iago. Return re, of re, Yeah, it really is a movie about Iago. Was, I mean, that was really kind of the movie that kicked off the whole direct-to-video it did. sequel. It that right. the it, thing it, that Eisner was obsessed they with. They might have to 90s. do a direct-to-video
1: episode. <laughs> we just talk about some of those. That's probably a good
0: idea, because that, that, that was very popular. Yeah, there some no good stories so. there with, like, Toy Story 2 and how the... That uh, was going to be direct-to-video. It was supposed to be. And it's
1: weird how some of them would just be released to theaters, like...
0: Never Return to Neverland and was theatrical. Was too, cool. And some of those were even into the 2000s, so that might be out of our jurisdiction. What about Hunchback Two? That so one no I've ever seen saw. it. Don't we might have to watch it. it. Ooh, we might have well, to. I, I've, I've heard not. that. I've heard it's like the worst one. Well, it it, it was a television show, uh, like a kids show, and really they just took like parts from the show and created. A well, movie. that was really? Atlantis. Was um, was that they was supposed to be like like the Disney Afternoon show? They canned it, so they just took the three episodes they had done and cut it into a movie. Was, okay, because that's something. Oh, I heard that it. for Hunchback too. That that could to be be I didn't hear it. that for Hunchback. I think that's. I know mm-hmm. that's what they did for Atlantis. And
1: uh, maybe some of the other ones.
0: I, but I keep hearing people say Atlantis is actually to... not bad. I tried to watch it once; got five minutes in, and I was like, I'm not into it's this. Just, I mean, it's, it's, it's the biggest Atlantis. I fan it's a very Atlantis. sharp. We won a uh, Disney trivia night for your because of your Atlantis. That's uh, right. It's Audrey a very Ramirez. sharp
1: quality yeah. drop Now the best direct the video Disney movie animated movie of the '90s
0: is Pooh's Grand Adventure by far. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. My kids love that movie. I'll tell you what, though, going back to it, it's like kind of a downer of a film.
1: Well, it's much. It's, <laughs> it's as, so as ridiculous as it sounds. It's dark for a Winnie the Pooh movie. Uh, Unless anyone has anything else I want to say about Aladdin or Genesis or kind of just Aladdin in general, really. Just everybody, mash
0: at A-A-B-B over and over. And and when you get
1: to Jafar, after. a lot of apples. Save those apples. Save all your apples for the end. apples more than I do, and that's saying something. I do do not (laughs) like them.
0: (laughs) But they've yet to kill you, as far as we know. Uh, AJ, where can people find us? (laughs) Go to 90sDisney.com. From there, you'll find links to all the places you can find the podcast, including our RSS feed to plug into the podcast player of your choice. But you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and several other directories that I've never even heard of that we're on. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's incredible. Uh, you can also find links to our social media accounts on Facebook and Twitter. That's the best place to interact with us. In addition to our email address, 90sDisneyPodcasts at gmail.com. Uh, also, in the show notes, in addition to links to all the various YouTube videos and things we've talked about, uh, you will find a link to leave us a voicemail through the Anchor app or Anchor website. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail about anything we've talked about, anything we could talk about, or if you just want to tell us about your day. Hey, mm. hey. We're here to talk to you. So, so Chris, what do you think we should do for our next episode? Well, we had some discussions and we were talking Tower of Terror and then it kind of evolved into maybe just Sunset Boulevard in general. So I don't know if we wanted to lean towards that. Wow. Well, like good. something so parks related. Something parks related, Could, I think. It is time. Because one, yeah, one thing I'm always curious of is are, are people more, you know, looking forward to parks related content or just something else in the, like a video game related thing in the 90s. Right. And parks has to be the most. I think, yeah, I think we'll mostly do parks. I'd, I'd we would never do two non-park episodes
1: in a row. And even now I try to do park stuff as we talk about. For sure. Yeah, you, so just you can't, can't avoid it. Right.
0: Awesome. Especially in the 90s. Yeah, it's like yeah. exactly. So, so Sunset Boulevard, Sunset, Sunset Boulevard.
1: Boulevard, I like it. Sunset Boulevard. We'll talk about the ride I never went on because I'm a coward, so Dude, well, no, that was. Well, well, we can. I've got. I mean, uh, rock and roll it's a little bit later. Yeah, we can throw. That we can maybe talk about it. Was, it was all the night. We, we saw, saw the construction of really. it in the '90s. That is a fun story, one you can hear next week next Monday, month. Tomorrow. Yeah, sorry, month well, on, on August. Oh. All right, everyone, not crazy. Let's say goodbye. One, well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you later. Bye, you rad dudes hmm. and dudettes.